everybody. It's time to roll for intent with Creator's Corner. And we are back again, pouring over the treasure vaults, bringing you all of its magical goodness. We've been pouring so much that we're soaked. Wait. That, no. that didn't come out right. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do you do this? Now it's awkward. I don't know. I don't know. It's a gift or something. Well, today we are covering the momentary magic chapter, and we're going to have to plow through this because this contains catalysts, fulus, magical ammunition, missives, which are brand new, oils, potions, talismans, and wondrous consumables. And you know how much Christian and I love consumables and think they are such an essential part of the game that players often overlook. So please listen. There is some rad stuff in here. If we want to kick it right off with the catalyst. Yeah, let's just yeah, let's just dive right in. So let's refresh people's memory. What a catalyst is, it is an item that you use when you cast a spell, similar to like a talisman that you have affixed to a weapon that triggers when you do a specific thing with the weapon. So say you have a catalyst that triggers on uh I don't know, cone of cold. You have that catalyst in hand, you activate it when you cast a Cone of Cold spell, and it augments it in some way. So, now that we have that refresher out of the way, because I honestly have never seen any of my players use a spell catalyst, and I'm going to cry big tears for that, you might not have either. Jake is the only one playing a spellcaster right now, and he has his hands full just trying to do that. I don't think he's ready for catalysts. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the only game I've run. <laughs> well, we have quite the collection, and there are, you know, Trevor and I, before we even started recording, we were talking about some of our favorite ones here. And I think, hands down, our favorite is the Fear Cracker. This is a level five item. It's activated, simply cast a spell. And when you cast Mirror Image, your images appear twisted and nightmarish. And when they are destroyed, they die in a disturbing fashion, rendering the attacker frightened one. So this is no save really... or just frightened. Just so we're clear. So good. Sorry. I, I'm just this is such a stupidly good item. Well, I keep in mind, though, it does like this is great for attacks of opportunity, but fear ticks down at the end of your turn and if it is your turn and you're attacking the caster and you get frightened the only thing it's really accomplishing is lowering your attacks for that turn and it att- lowers their attacks for that turn it's going to lower their uh class dc it's going to lower a lot of stuff so uh yes, i think but it's at the beneficial end, but at the end of their turn that goes away <laughs> of course but it helps you during their turn because it makes it less likely for them to affect you on other oh, things, so like it's, no, it's a, extra defense for that al- already choice mirror image. Uh, it is certainly a fun one, and I think the euphoric loop. Why didn't you tell the fine people about that one? Yeah, so the euphoric loop. Uh, you cast it. You use it when you cast a charm spell, um, and even if your charm spell is ineffective, it does something uh even if they uh succeed against your charm spell which is pretty common too uh that target is going to be stunned one and if the target 
ends because of a hostile action, they become confused for one round as well. Uh, critical success uh, against the, the will save uh, doesn't do anything, uh, but being able to add stunning or confusion on top of the effects of a charm spell, uh, even if the charm spell isn't as effective as you would have wanted it to be, is, is pretty nice for uh, adding onto a spell that's already useful through all levels of the game. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty interesting item. And this one also has a, a level increase, too. So you at level 13, you can get the catalyst effects targets of the charm spell up to 10. So you can get up to 10 targets with that one. So very, very cool. Uh, another one here is the Dragon Throat Scale, which I do like, but personally, I think the level of it is just too high. It's an item level seven, and what it does is you have a Dragon Throat Scale of a particular dragon color type, black or silver or brine or cloud or sky, and you add this to your magic missile casting and it changes the damage from your magic missile from force to the other elemental types. It could be acid or cold or electricity, fire, mental, negative or poison, which very cool and fun. I, personally, I just feel it's a little high level to you know be used often. If this was a really low level one, yeah, I'd have a freaking bag of these like candy on a spellcaster. Yeah, a level 7 item that costs 55 gold just to augment your damage type from what's arguably already the best damage type of the game into something else. It's neat and would be cool as a level 3 or 4 item, but as a level 7 it kind of falls flat. Yeah, if you if you are prepped and you know you're going to go up against something that's weak to cold and you don't have a way to damage cold already, pick up a few of these, great. It's going to help you a lot there. But for this to be really effective, you need a bunch of them to be able to pull out whenever you want them because spell catalysts are, you know, I, I, they're a, a, I wouldn't say they're a rare item, but they're not one of those things that you're just going to pick up everywhere necessarily, right? And there are more of these, but we have to move on. Where's too much to cover? We must there go. There is so much. We're Wait, going I to Foolish. I want to bring up one no, more thing. Oh, night you're, pitch. you're ruining it. Night fine, pitch. fine. Night pitch. <laughs> Night Pitch. It's a pellet of tar <laughs> that you use when you cast a darkness spell, and it makes everything that the darkness touches difficult terrain. So even more ways for you to control the battlefield if you are going to cast darkness. Okay, I'm done. I'm done, but I thought the Night Pitch was cool. The Night Pitch is a very cool one. I actually really enjoyed that one. <laughs> See? All right. Gosh. Fulu's. And for all of us online gamers out there, there is a Discord Fulu. <laughs> there is. <laughs> there is a Discord Fulu. Just as a, uh, as a jogging your memory as to what a Fulu is, imagine a, uh, imagine a talisman, essentially, that affixes to things other than just armor or a weapon. Uh, their usage is defined as attached to different things. You can attach them to buildings. You can attach them to creatures. Uh, you can attach to objects. So they're more of like a talisman that's more of like a area of effect or a talisman that can be attached to non-weapon, non-armor, sometimes more defensive. There's a lot of really neat Fulus, and I think they get overlooked a lot because they're a little bit of a weirder item. Yeah, they're, they're pretty interesting. They... 
I enjoy the fact that they are so versatile in the fact that, as you said, some of them are attached to armor, but some are attached to creatures. Some are attached to buildings or creatures or so what you can do with them is really cool and fun. Plus, I just feel like uh, you get that whole spirited away feel with these with Fulus. Every time we talk about Fulus, I think of spirited away. (laughs) I was not a Miyazaki kid. I'm sorry to all our listeners that are going to think less of me now. That's so sad. Uh, It is what it is. So what we got here, we got we got some fun ones. We got some real fun ones. I really enjoyed the Ghost Courier Fulu and the Ghost Delivery Fulu. They are two separate Fulus, but one of them, the Ghost Courier, is you write a message up to 25 words, and then it vanishes into the ethereal plane and then travels up to, you know, 2d10 hours, and it can travel within 500 miles of a ghost delivery Fulu, and then it delivers it to that location. So for you know, these giant mega cities that are super high level. This is a really cool concept to just get messages all over a city. And I could so envision, uh, you know, these really high level magical cities with these things everywhere. It's just a ton of really cool flavor. Right. Because the ghost delivery flulu uh, sticks around for a week. So if you have a hub of something that you need to repeatedly send messages to or somebody repeatedly needs to send messages to, you set up shop with the ghost delivery Fulu, and then you can send multiple ghost courier Fulus to it. The only problem with it is it is a level eight item and it's kind of pricey. So better really want to send that 25 uh, word message. It's important. Is it? I'm Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I love the fact that in Galarian, you know, this is a very uh, Tian Zhao type of item. And one of them is the Kaiju Fulu. <laughs> and I was just going to bring that one up. It is so cool and so stupid. <laughs> you affix it to a load bearing wall or pillar um, for a structure that's no larger than 100 by 150 feet tall. And the structure becomes hard as standard adamantine against damage and any damage that occurs within an hour thereafter of the building taking damage. So if Godzilla is on a rampage, (laughs) this is the perfect thing to pull out of your pocket and save. You know, there's actually um, an adventure uh, and spoilers for you. If you haven't played, uh, what is it? Mask of the Great Death. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's the one that takes place in Galt. And you're in a building that can get demolished by something that you end up fighting in there. This would really, really come in handy in there. (laughs) Yeah, I I read that one and I was like, oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) And it lasts for a week. I mean, this is not. Yeah, this is not that. Oh, no, I better get home and activate my Fulu. This is the one that you put in your hotel before the rock band shows up. Yep. I'm going to go over one more here just because, again, like Christian said, there is a ton of content for us to cover. And uh, there may be more Fulus in this book than any other book up to this point. There are a ton in here. And this one is really neat. And uh, I really enjoy it. It's got a lot of utility and it's a lower level one. It's called the Sentry Fulu. It's like an alarm spell, but it's better. It's a level four Fulu. You throw it on the ground. um, And it creates a tiny humanoid guard made of paper that can see everything in a 20 foot burst. It's got a perception DC of 20. So it's not perfect. 
um, and has precise visual sense and imprecise hearing. And it's got vibrational sense for air currents, so it can do deal with some invisible stuff. It's got a speed of 25 feet, and you can tell it to go on a path to patrol. If it catches something, it makes a loud noise, it alarms uh, with the sound and volume of a human shouting. So anybody around it that can beat a DC 15 perception check to wake up would be awakened when they sleep. There is also a mental alert that can be triggered instead of the audible alert. So if you want silent alerting, if you are doing some sort of nefarious thing and don't want to be seen, you can set up several of these at once and have them activate as a unit, uh, provided their areas touch or overlap. So you can cover a very wide swath while on patrol. It's a really, really neat item. It's a low-level item. It's only 15 gold, uh, and anybody can use this. It's a really good way if you don't uh, have you know, 12 hours to do a full night watch with everybody taking a break to get their full eight hours. Good way to do it for a pretty cheap item here. That brings us up to magical ammunition, which there are plenty of Fulus for you to look at in the book. We've again, all of these things, we are only covering a small amount of these. We're we're trying to make this one less than 45 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to have to cover them short because of all the different classes of items in here. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, magical ammunition. Uh, one of the ones that stood out to me, I absolutely loved was the Bolo shot. And it basically it deals non-lethal bludgeoning damage of whatever, you know, the ammunition and it can be tied tied to anything. However, you compare the attack roll to the reflex DC of the target and it, critical success target falls prone and stunned one success target falls prone. Obviously failure, no effect you that you missed, but so cool for flying enemies and you have a really good ranged weapon. This can this could be life or death for your party. And it's a level five item. And it's not, you know, it's not DC based in the sense that, oh, I have to keep buying more powerful ones. This level five item would be awesome on a level 15th level character or a level 18th level character. I, I loved this one. Yeah, because it's going to scale with you because it goes based on that attack roll, not a DC of an item. And it's an inexpensive item, 25 uh, gold. If you are a gunslinger, um, you can use bolus shot with any ranged weapon, right? So if you even are a fighter with a bow and arrow, or maybe you're, a, you know, maybe you're just a, a, a lowly wizard, right? And you've got your hand crossbow. Worth it to at least have something just in case. Another one I absolutely loved. Unfortunately, it is a little high level, level 12. But this, regardless of anything else, this is I one think of you're my... in my head, Christian, because I'm staring at this one. I'm pretty sure. Which one? Dimension shot. Yep. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead. I did the last one. Get it's it. a portal gun. <laughs> It's a portal gun. That's all there is to it. You shoot the activated ammunition and it teleports to uh, the location where the ammunition hits. If you hit a creature, you can teleport to an uh, unoccupied space adjacent to the creature, or you can fire a square at a square and you can teleport to a space that contains that square or an unoccupied square adjacent to it. This can get you to close some distance really fast. 
Yeah, that was just as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is awesome for your heavily armored fighter that can't sneak up, but everyone else can sneak up. You can hang back. You can shoot and throw that weapon to the ground and you are in the fight. I, I love this thing. <laughs> trigger brands, uh, vanguards. There's a couple of gunslinger classes that want to close that distance really fast. And this is perfect for them, even if they can't get right up on somebody they can get within like two or three range increments on their you know 40 foot range weapon and you can clear an entire battlefield in you know one shot even if it's just a weak damage pistol at your side that's loaded that you can just grab and shoot to cover that distance in a single action yeah there's once you hit that level that you're able to get 12th level consumables easily oh this is a must-have <laughs> are you a dwarf that only has 20 feet of move speed but you've got a clan pistol oh boy <laughs> i've got the item for you <laughs> yep <laughs> here you go you do that in your used car salesman voice it'd be perfect <laughs> absolutely i think one of my other favorite ones just for the visual is weapon shot you shoot the you shoot what this is any ammunition you fire it but when you do the ammunition turns into a like translucent force piece of a weapon it turns into a great sword or whatever it is and these come in many different levels and they hit and do the damage of whatever is listed so like the lesser one is a plus one striking weapon so when you shoot you actually make the attack for a plus one striking weapon of what it, what it is you're choosing to do and then when you hit you deal the damage that so you literally could be firing great swords or you know, what have you a very very fun item what's not clear and there was something that i found interesting with this is if it would trigger critical specialization effects if you crit with it that's an interesting edge case i i'd like to yeah to it doesn't into. say it does doesn't say it does I, but doesn't say I, it doesn't yeah, no, I personally would rule because that is what's hitting because it's specifically you make the attack for the weapon, the plus one striking, right. plus two striking. So that is the weapon. So I personally as DM, yeah, absolutely would let someone get the credit specialization for that weapon. Too cool and not to. These are just what we did three of them. And there are four pages of this ammunition. Yeah, there it's there absurd. is a lot here. Yeah, magical ammunition so much fun for range characters. And sadly, I do think uh, I've played in numerous games with range characters and I've never actually encountered one of them that is used magic ammunition. So a little sad. Yeah, this is another one of those. It's kind of deep into the deep into the stable of things that you can pick up. And, and you know, we talked about if you're just perusing archives of Nethys and you're not specifically looking for magic shot. Good luck, buddy. Next, we have a brand new class of item that has never been seen before. It They're is the really, missive. These are so interesting to me because of a few quirks of them. And maybe interesting isn't the right word. There are some rules considerations, I think, with these things that may not have been thought through all the way, or maybe they were, and I'm, I'm just an idiot, is, is completely possible as well. No, I love looking at rules, and this is just, it's not actually clear. 
And I can see people making arguments for different ways. And what we are talking about is the actual creation of a missive because it is a consumable magic item. So thusly, when you think about it logically, you're like, okay, four days and you create four of them like you would any consumable. However, in the missive section, there is a part that says composing missives, and there is a action called compose missive. It is exploration and manipulate. It says you spend 10 minutes drawing, writing, or inscribing, covering the missive surface with text images or embossing. So uh, does it take 10 minutes to make a missive? Does it? Yeah, <laughs> we, we're right. a little bit out of a lo- at a loss and, it, and nowhere in here does it actually clarify that text in any way or address it. So uh, I think probably the, the generous reading of this uh, is that let's let's kind of get into what these are first so people understand what we're talking about. Uh, a missive is a piece of paper that is activated simply by the act of reading it. You do not have to intentionally activate them, which I find really, really cool. So if you have adventurers that are rifling through a stack of papers and they're reading stuff, they could come across a missive and activate it whilst reading. So I, I think maybe that the point of the compose missive is you purchase a missive and composing the missive is preparing that missive for use rather uh, than so, creation so of like, the missive. So like setting a trap type thing. You have the trap. Exactly. But it just, uh, that makes sense. That's, that's probably the best way, but it's not super duper clear uh, in the reading of this. So I, I think that's the way that I would take it. But these are really cool. I was really excited to see these because I am always down for new classes of consumable items, especially ones that seem really weird. Like this is a very occult, mental, weird, supernatural thing that doesn't seem like typical hedge wizard magic nonsense. It's like, to me, this screams like hypergeometry or the power of specific words or uh, the power of intent, right? I think these are neat and they do a lot of really interesting little things. None of them are crazy. Uh, There's a lot of design space. Poke, poke, nudge, nudge, third-party guys. For yeah, there things. actually isn't that many missives listed in here. There I think there's only not, like eight. There are seven. Seven. So yeah, there's there's not very many. So they're there. The concept is very cool. Like, you know, the classic inspector gadget explosive missive. After you read the message, it will self-destruct and it'll blow up dealing 46 damage to each creature in five foot burst of the missive. So, you know, you could have fun with this, littering your dungeons with them. <laughs> the, the bad guys can put up little drawn maps and the characters can go look at them and they'll explode. So you can have all kinds of fun with that. Right, imagining papering the walls of somewhere and people have to obscure their eyes to make it through. So you've effectively made the place dark and all you have to do to not read them is staff your uh, dungeon with just illiterate henchmen because you have to read it for it to work. The thing of this too is because they specifically call out if you don't speak the language that the missive was written in, you cannot activate it. That's something really interesting, too, because you can potentially gate access to missives as a GM through the the languages that your characters read as well. 
Yeah, I thought well, one of the fun ones was the red-handed missive. And when someone goes through and looks at this, it is, it's just a trap. It dissolves into a red dye that coats anything touching the missive. So basically like the hands of whoever is looking at this, gloves, whatever. And the dye cannot be washed off for one week. <laughs> so that that's kind of a, just an amusing one. What was that item that was early in this book that's perfect for murder hobos that we were both talking about? I can't remember what it is now, oh, but yeah, that was that was a no, that was a you're thinking a curse back from the Book of the Dead. No, it's in this book. Oh, it's in this book. I know we loved a curse that made everything heavy that when when you stole that treasure, you were running. Here. Are you that sure? I'm positive. You're no, I've all we've covered is sure. weapons, armor and no, consumable a, uh, chemical it's, stuff. It's al- alchemical. It's an alchemical item. It's like a poison <sighs> or something that makes things heavier. Are you sure? I am almost positive. All right. <laughs> I'm going to have to find it now. You're going to make me feel you, like I'm crazy. You look for that, and I'm going to take our listeners on to the next section, oils. And oils is not a huge section in other books, and this has got some pretty fun stuff in it, honestly. Uh, I think one of my favorites is a, a lower-level item. It's an item 3-plus called Life Boosting Oil. And you can apply this oil. It lasts for up to eight hours. When you take damage, it activates for four rounds and gives you fast healing. And then based on the level, if it's a level three, it's fast healing three. Level seven is fast healing six. Eleven is fast healing ten. Level 15 is fast healing 15. But I love the fact that you can just rub this on yourself for and have this as a standby for eight hours it just sometimes you need a little extra healing boost and this is a a really great way to go about that looters lethargy it's a poison sorry i had to had to find it i felt crazy that's fine (laughs) see i've got this love-hate relationship with oil because you have to hold them in two hands which means that you need a table or scrot down on the ground or something it's harder to use. That's why I never really liked the, uh, what was it, ghost oil or the ghost salt type uh, item, ghost wash or silver wash or something mm-hmm. in 2E because you, you have to pre-prep it and then it's only good for a certain amount of time. <laughs> yeah. I could never get behind oils just because of the in-game effect. Like someone comes up to you, I want to rub this oil all over you. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, no, it does this thing. That's okay. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Sure it does. <laughs> Creep. Speaking of which, there is the oil of skating that you put on your shoes and it gives you plus 10 feet to your speed. And it is double if you're going downhill and halved if you're going uphill and uphill is difficult terrain. And it's actually pretty amusing. Also, you treat acrobatics check as one degree worse while you have this oil on. Very, very amusing and flavorful. I love stuff like that that takes into account the what it actually is and gives you the penalties as, along with the benefits. Very fun. Uh, I thought the weapon weird oil was kind of cool. It essentially allows you to add a different weapons critical specialization effect to a weapon. So like Say you want to add the maul to your, I don't know, your halberd weapon. You put your weapon weird oil on it, and now you are going to be uh, crit specialization, knock people prone if you hit somebody with your halberd at range. 
it's it's interesting. I, I like things that allow items to work in ways they aren't originally written. I think it's neat. Yeah, that's that's a very fun one. Uh, moving down the list, we have potions. And I have to say, I know we don't often hit the super high level items in this, but the cloning potion, it is an item level 18. It's a rare item. I love this thing. This thing was hilarious. It It's multiplicity in a bottle. Yeah, it's basically you are your own idol and <laughs> you drink this and you create a clone of yourself. The clone has all of your gear with the exception of consumables. You share a hit point pool. You share actions. But other than that, there is a clone of you. So it counts as a minion. You have to spend an action. You give it actions. I think. Oh, no, no, never mind. I totally lie. You actually, you just both, I believe, take from the same action pool. I don't think you give it actions. I read it just a little while ago. Your clone has the minion trait. So if it has the minion trait, then you have to give it actions, correct? Oh, yeah. Limited by its number of actions. So, yeah. So, yeah, it is a minion. So you spend one action and give it two actions. You can really go deep with the whole, like, take the reflection versatile heritage heritage and then take the alter ego background and then just go hard into cloning potions take the uh take the familiar effect that makes the familiar look like you you can go crazy with this man i'm liking it it does have the caveat that once you drink it you are temporarily immune to a cloning potion for 1d4 days i think a very prudent safeguard against the, the cloning potion I could just see, okay, that's where we get into the multiplicity. <laughs> we drink a cloning right. potion. Okay, now we both drink a cloning potion. Exactly. You have the clone, now drink the cloning <laughs> potion. Yeah. <laughs> Does it say the clone cannot drink the cloning Well, potion? the clone is you, and it says you are temporarily immune. So I think they have their bases covered. <laughs> uh, well, it says when the duration lapses, you become temporarily immune. Oh, just chug them suckers, man. Loophole. Yes, it does say when the duration lapses. Why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) There's some pretty fun potions in here. I the the immovable potion. Pretty amusing. You drink it and you become immovable for one minute. Unfortunately, this also means you can't move. But if one had, oh, I don't know, the the dimensional shot that could be pretty fun (laughs) that could be really cool or if you have a barbarian in your group with a whirling throw and he tosses you into the air and you chug it and you just stick there (laughs) i don't know what you could do with it but it'd be fun i don't care (laughs) it would and it's uh a what is that a dc40 i think yeah it's a dc40 it's like try to it's like swallowing a little rod yep (laughs) <laughs> it's like sword swallowing an immovable rod and poking the button while it's down in your guts. So the mind swap potion, it just gives you a critical success on the mind swap ritual for two people that take it. So you can just straight up mind swap two people with the same ancestry. Now, this could be interesting because this does not say that it has to be a willing creature and there is no DC. This could be very fun if you could get somebody to drink this of the same ancestry. I really like this item. This almost qualifies as a poison to me, in my opinion. There's, there's, there's yeah, no I, DC. 
I feel like so many items, honestly, it's not that I ever envisioned players using them. It's just more of a DM to justify how something happened in the game. <laughs> oh, he did this through a mind swap potion. You're like, ah, oh. that wasn't me. That was my mind swapped neighbor. We have. Um, I was too afraid to read the tentacle potion, so I don't know what it does. <laughs> So I was I was reading the tentacle potion because I'm really into tentacles. Nothing weird. Nothing weird. I just like octopuses and squids. No, too late. You yeah. shouldn't have even added that. You should have just. I'm really into tentacles honestly, and stop there. <laughs> honestly, the reason I added that is for my wife. who will never listen to this episode because she doesn't listen to the creator's corner stuff. But anytime she asks me, what are you doing? I just go nothing weird. It's perfect. <laughs> so this uh, allows you to create a tentacle out of a flectable limb of ectoplasm. It's ectoplasm, so it doesn't destroy your clothes as it bursts through them. That essentially gives you something like skillful tail or flexible tail. Uh, it gives you like a tail from one of your heritage feats. So it can't do anything dexterous. You can't hold items with it. But if you have a flexible tail or skillful tail, it can fortify your tail in order to give it like uh, uh, the ability to like open a door or something. It's a level six item. You can get the level 10 version of it to allow that tentacle to hold something up to light bulk. Uh, and at level 14, uh, you can hold up something up to one bulk and it gives you a 1d6 uh, bludgeoning damage attack with a sweep trait. And it lasts up to 24 hours. Okay, kind of neat. I don't know how useful it really is. I think Skillful Tail and the associated feats and stuff are of dubious use at this point, uh, outside of very specific situations. But if you really want to fulfill that fantasy of having a lot of tentacular limbs, pick up the tentacle potion, pick up some uh, living vessels so you can get some tentacle attacks. You could just, you know, be an Octoboy if you really want to. (laughs) Well, we are going to move along, and as the title of this Section, our dear friend Pupirin says, dun, 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 talismans. <laughs> Literally says, dun, 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 in the opening <laughs> to this. Just so you're clear, that wasn't Christian dad joking. That's literally what it says. I love talismans so much. I think there is something in here that is going to be insanely popular. And it's going to sweep players I think it is the Mortalis coin, and this is a lower level talisman. It is a level four item. It is attached to your armor, and what it does when you are basically, if you are brought to dying two from a hit, i.e. a critical hit, you instead become dying one. In addition, you will not die until you reach the dying five condition instead of dying four. So. This is such an awesome item for anyone because every time that I see people getting so close to that, that is because they were brought down by that critical and they're already, you know, they've only got two rounds left before something has to happen. Yeah. Mortalis coin is, is really neat and it's really inexpensive. This is a level four item. It's 20 gold. Uh, and by the time you're level eight, if you're talisman dabbler or you are a thaumaturge that took that fun talisman dabbler feat set, uh, you can just churn out two of these a day. 
And why wouldn't you? They are so, so good for anybody. It gives you a diehard, essentially, for the day. And it'll save you from that dying to crit that takes out, like Christian said, many an adventurer. And I do have to say another talisman in here that I feel as Mordrin will one day go to the grave site of Yosef and put on his grave up above the Dawnflower will be the emergency eye. <laughs> this is a item you, again, uh, asphyx it to your armor. And if you ever become blinded, this talisman is a closed eye. It opens and you see through the talisman for one round until the end of your next turn. <laughs> but I mean, that could be all you, know, you need if you're dazzled or something, right? So Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you are in in the throes of a horrible fight and you get blinded, one round of vision could be the difference of life and death, as we well know. Right, because everything is uh hidden to you. They get to attack you as flat-footed. Uh they are all uh, DC 10 to hit them. It's bad being blind. A lot of people underestimate how bad it is to be blind and how awful fighting lurker of lights is at a low level. <laughs> I like Poor the yes. chain of stars. I think the chain of stars is really cool. Uh, it was so a fun one. It is. You, you throw it on a thrown weapon, which thrown weapons are very underutilized. I feel like, uh, and when you activate the chain, you get three plus one striking sh uh, shurikens made of force materialize in that target space that whatever you hit with a thrown weapon and they split off and attack other creatures. And then you make three more strikes that go to different items. Very cool. They don't attack towards your multiple attack penalty. It's a really good way to do some AOE damage to other things. And they do a force damage, which is one of the best damage types in the game. Really great for ghosts, really great for incorporeal. It's not resisted by a lot of stuff. I like these things. I think they're really cool. Anything that gives us, you know, essentially bounces off of that first hit, I think is cool. Maximize that action economy, baby. There are, there's a lot of fun ones in here. I, I, the Ruby Capacitor is a pretty cool one. It is a little bit of a higher level, item level 10 plus. And what this one does is it actually, you can use it to add temporary charges to a staff. Very, very fun. And they come in different varieties where there's the greater ruby capacitor. It adds, increases the charges by three. And then the major ruby capacitor at 18th level increases charges by five. So definitely a very, very interesting item. So back to what we said during our conspicuous consumption episode, that might have been like episode five, three, four or five of our show about how one of the coolest things I think about 2E is the ability for martial classes to take advantage of magical features by using items. To that end, the reflecting shard is so freaking cool. <laughs> um, you'll fix it to a shield. Uh, and you're targeted by a spell of fifth level or lower uh, for the lower level one, which is a level 13 item, and you have that shield raise in your master in athletics. You attempt spell turning using your athletics as the counteract check. What? This is so neat. 
This is this is just an uncommon item. You can get a hold of them. They're only 500 gold for a level 13 item, which sounds like it's a lot, but it's it's really not too much when you're considering how absolutely nuts this can be in a fight to just shoot back somebody's a spell right back at them using your athletics mod. Oh my god. Champion should not leave home without this. Yeah, level 17 version, you can reflect up to ninth level magic. <laughs> no, you can reflect spells of any level, and its counteract level is ninth. Oh, so it does a ninth oh level sorry, check. I misread that. Yep. Right, which is... It's not as great as the other one comparatively, because you can modify anything up to... or You can reflect anything back as a fifth level or lower. Uh, however... Uh, its counteract level is seventh. So you have a much greater chance of reflecting back that level five spell. I love it. I think it's really neat. And I think that takes us to the last section here, and that is wondrous consumables. They introduce a brand new type of wondrous consumable called a spell gun. These are items that look like guns, but they are consumable. So you use them and then they go away. But they have some really cool, interesting effects. And the way spell guns work is you can either make a ranged spell attack or you can make an attack roll as if it were a, I believe, a simple firearm. And you can choose whichever one of those you want, and then the effects go accordingly. There are numerous spell guns in here, but it is a very interesting, interesting thing. Very fun for the gunslingers, but even spellcasters and others. So very, very innovative. I love when they add new cool things like this. Right. It's a really neat way. It's essentially like um, it's a lot like a wand because they have really interesting effects that go along with them. They're not just like, oh, I'm going to blast you with my laser gun. They do interesting things alongside them. Uh, a lot of the times they don't have saves. Uh, they're really neat. Uh, moonlit spell gun uh, essentially does moonbeam. It's like a really powerful moonbeam. This one, if you crit succeed, they take double damage and they're dazzled. And if it has a weakness to silver, it's also enfeebled. Um, and if you just hit them, they take full damage and they're dazzled until the start of their next turn. There are items for this from level 2 all the way up to level 17 with uh, cost and damage to match. These are useful for pretty much anybody. They're not super expensive. They're a good way to get something that does silver damage at range for things like werewolves or vampires or or just devils. We fight a lot of devils at lower levels. A level 5 one would be fantastic against a bearded devil, right? These are neat items. They they only are good for the one item cuz they're a single use thing, but if you can open up and hit something good with this, you know, they do extra damage at night. I like them. They're neat. Another one, I mentioned the back first episode. There's not a lot here for Idolins or Animal Companions. This does have, though, my favorite item for the Animal Companion. It is the Energizing Treat. And you give this to your Animal Companion, and it becomes quickened for one minute. And the wording is, whenever you give it actions, it gains an extra action. That is great. Actually, Potion no, that oh, go ahead, nope, sorry. the wording is not when you give it actions. It just gets an extra action. So if you have a mature animal companion, you don't have to do anything. You can have three actions. It can have two or you can spend one 
and you have two and it has three. So either way, this is a very, very cool. You get five actions, either two and three or three and two. So very fun, consumable, 70 gold. I think people with animal companions are really going to like them. The familiar morsels really neat too, kind of in that, in that, uh, in that vein, um, you set what type of familiar morsel is, and this is keyed to a familiar ability. And when you give the familiar morsel to your familiar, they gain access to that familiar ability for an hour. So if you have one that you just need rarely, this is a really good way to do it rather than waste a familiar ability slot uh, for something that you might need for reconnaissance one time. Maybe you need to see through your familiar's eyes in one instance, but you typically wouldn't need that. Or you need it to have a swim speed for a specific reason, and you wouldn't normally need that. It's a neat little thing, and it's only a level five item. Fairly inexpensive. And I heard you mention this item as I cut you off about the going back over the energizing treat for all of our friends who become addicted to potions. <laughs> Wait, which one? The potion patch. <laughs> oh, yeah, the potion patch. You said addicted, and I'm looking for something that, that works with no, addiction. No, I'm just saying like nicotine patches. Here. It just immediately oh, right, yeah. made me think of... <laughs> I love the potion patch. I think it's really cool. This is like essentially a contingency potion. I think it is really cool. Um, you fill the patch, takes a minute. Based on the level of the patch, it's the level of potion that you can fill it with. But you can activate the patch uh, to use the potion's magic without having to grab a, a, po a, a potion and drink it. Uh, this is really neat for a, a lot of reasons. One is just the action economy of not having to pull out a potion. But in those instances where you're sickened and you can't drink a potion, this is choice for that. The only problem with this is you can only have one on you at a given time. Uh, when another potion patch is affixed to you, um, the patch's magic is negated. Now, that doesn't mean you can't, like, throw one on, use it, and then before your next battle, throw another potion patch on. You just can't have two in reserve. It would be cool if you could, but you can't, unfortunately. And there are... Oof, there are a lot of cool things in here, and... We're we're already getting very long into this recording, so I'm going to leave you with the title of the Wind Ocarina. I'm sure all of our Zelda fans will be super interested to know what that one does. And they're going to have to get this book to read it and find out. Ooh, bold move. Everyone now hates us. <laughs> ah, the people that hated us already hated us, and I think the people that like That's us will true. be fine That's with it. Be sure to tune in next time when we get into actual magical items. I want to, again, thank Paizo for sending this to us, for us to review for all of you. Uh, they're always so good to us and get us all the latest content so that we can tease you and make you really want to get this stuff because you really should get this stuff. It's really great. Well, that about wraps us up for this week. I'm Christian. And I'm Trevor. And as always, you guys have a great week. Bye, y'all. <laughs>